Hey y'all, welcome back. I'm Jacqueline, your host, and this is a mediapreneur where we feature women of color who are entrepreneurs and creatives. We focus on getting through life transition from feeling stuck to taking action on your dreams. If you're new to the podcast, don't forget to subscribe as we have new episodes every Wednesday. Today's guest is Jessica with Buddha Holistic Wellness. I actually met Jessica on Instagram after having a phone conversation. Um, we realized that we had more in common than I thought. I originally had reached out to her because I love what she was doing on social media, not realizing that we were actually both former teen moms and now had grown children who were college age. The combo led to a much needed talk about the mourning process that occurs after life transition, being a parent to grown up children and redefining ourselves, not just as women and as moms and now as business women, but how we show up in the world for ourselves, our grown children, and even our community. Well, for me, it definitely started after my son graduated high school. Um, at the Before that, I felt like I was doing everything I could to show up as what I thought was my best self. Um, I was making sure that I was working my nine to five. I actually went back to school because I did find that my children were getting older and being a nurse, even though I loved it, it wasn't the way that I wanted to necessarily help others. Um, I just, for me, there was a missing piece to that. Um, health, wellness, nutrition. It came about after I got pregnant with my daughter. I was experiencing a lot of anxiety, panic attacks, depression. And unfortunately, uh, when I went to the doctor to get treated, um, I didn't understand why I was being prescribed a medication for anxiety, being that I was four months pregnant. Um, so I began doing my own research, um, and that's really where things shifted for me. I knew that even though I loved being in the medical field, for me, there, people needed to understand that there was so much more that we needed to do to take care of our overall well-being, you know, our mental health, physical health. Um, so at the time, I felt like, well, it's, it's not really time to go back to school. I'm about to have a baby. Um, that was another transition for me because at the time, my son was 10 years old. So I felt like, okay, this is it. I'm, I'm done. <laughs> I'm done raising babies. Um, I, I really wanted to finish nursing school and then enjoy my career. Um, you know, enjoy being a mother to, to my son. Um, and I really didn't think that I was going to be raising any more babies to tell you the truth. So I, I, I waited on going back to school. Um, and because my, my daughter did come as a surprise. So I just wanted to take care of my children, take care of my health because I went through that scare. Um, and it all shifted for me when I felt like I was doing everything that I was supposed to do as a mother, as a partner to my fiance, um, you know, also going above and beyond, um, you know, because I, I decided, okay, my children are older now, let me go back to school. So 
after my son graduated, it all shifted because he then started to have extra time to himself. And we all know what it feels like to be 18, 19 years old. You know, some of us are um, lucky enough that we had the guidance to figure out what it was that we wanted to do, um, whether it be during high school or right out of high school. But for the most of us, we are unsure. We, we don't know which path or which route we want to take. And that's exactly the, the transition that my son went through, which then translated into the transition that I was going through. Um, because I, I was very confused of, you know, I, I, I gave him all of the tools, all of, you know, the, the example of, um, you know, trying his, his best and showing up as his best. And he had so much time to himself um, to reflect, I think, on the fact that I raised him at a very young, young age. I was a, a teen mom. Um, he didn't have his biological father around. So I think all of those things came to the surface when he finally found himself at a crossroads as a young man. Um, so that's where it became very difficult for me because now, um, you know, I, I finished um, school as a nutritionist and health coach. And I was at a job where I was able to use my skills um, and that passion that I had for that field, but it didn't, um, I, I worked at a weight loss clinic, so it wasn't the message that I wanted to send. So I wasn't only going through that, that transition of, okay, let me help my son get through these obstacles, hurdles, and emotions, because I've been there. I've, I've, I've been at that point where I'm confused. I, you know, don't know exactly who I am. And I thought I worked through that. But when I saw him going through that period, it made me confused. It made me confused of, okay, what did I do wrong? Am I doing right by pursuing a new career? Um, am I doing right by my little girl? And, you know, transitioning from, um, you know, having this set schedule of having a nine to five. There, there was just, you know, and this has happened in less than, in a matter of two years. You know, so much change has happened um, that, I, I went from, you know, figuring out what I wanted to do with my career, figuring out how to go about um, now raising a young man versus, you know, raising this little boy who, um, you know, it, it, it's very, for me, I went from, um, you know, raising this, this baby boy with my family uh, because they... Fortunately, you know, I, I felt so supported um, as a teen, teen parent, but it wasn't, it wasn't the same. You know, now I'm raising a young man and he has all of these questions and it really made me you know, begin to question myself. So for me, that was the biggest transition point. I was going through, through that and also leaving, deciding to leave my nine to five, which, um, you know, I finally took the leap of faith 
to leave my nine to five because a business opportunity came up. Um, and unfortunately that didn't work out. You know, I, I worked through that. Um, but from, from that point, I am now feeling like, okay, you know, this feels a lot better, but I, I had to figure out, um, you know, how to detach myself from that person and that, that, uh, that stage of motherhood that I was no longer in. So that really took quite some, I mean, I'm still going through that transition now. Um, so I, I know it's getting a little long here as far as that one question that um, you, you asked me, but really that's, um, I'm still going through that transition now of, um, you know, leaving my nine to five, no longer being um, a mother to that little boy, you know, now being a mother to a young man and allowing myself to give him permission to make his own decisions as a young adult and also give myself permission to really go after what it is that resonates with me, that passion of mine to, um, you know, move from nursing to now nutrition, health and wellness, where I feel like that is that is the 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 miss, the missing part that I personally um, was was looking for. So I mean, I hope that answered your question. <laughs> um, no, yes, it did. So so many things came up for me just because I'm a mother myself. My daughter is now in college and having gone through all those transitions. What came up for me the most is number one, the detachment from motherhood who you were right and I think you nailed it on the head when you said who is the mother to to that little boy and how do I mother him now right where I feel move more towards like a mentorship rather than a parent right and move more towards becoming you know I had I had a friendship with my daughter but now it's a grown woman to woman relationship it's not Mm -hmm. Um, like a friendship that we had when she was younger, where because we were teen mothers, sometimes it felt like I was her older sister, as weird mm-hmm. as that sounds, right? Um, because we, yeah. because of the, the age difference, we had a lot of commonalities and we were growing up together and, and I'm trying to mother you, but I don't really know exactly who I am either. I'm still trying to figure that out and put my stake in the world while trying right. to raise you and, and be the best mother I can be. Right. So one right. thing I think we don't talk about, and I think this will, this will be good for everyone, but I think um, especially mothers and, and maybe even teens or younger mothers is maintaining our identity and not getting lost in just being a mom. So my question comes in, in two ways. And the first one is, how do you build that now relationship with your son, right, as a young man? And the second question is, how do you work through um, detaching yourself? Or or you and I talked about this, mourning for that mother um, who you were, right? Because that that eventually feels like it is the death. Um, It's a piece of something to restart something new. So I don't know if my question is clear enough, but it, it can also be for people when they're thinking of, okay, I'm going to become this new person and my relationship is going to change with my loved ones right how did you navigate that with your son by still showing up to be a mother and help him with his issues um with his with his things that are going on 
but at the same time taking moment for yourself, right? Um, right. To now mourn and let go of what's going on and now fully own who you want to be. Yeah, so per personally, first and foremost, I had to be vulnerable with him. I had to be vulnerable and honest with him because I, because I was a young mother, I felt like I needed to know all of the questions more than I would say your, um, a, a mother who was willing and ready to take on that, that role. Um, I think when you are, at that point in your life, I don't know, maybe late 20s, 30s, where you make the decision. Um, and even though I had a choice and I made that decision, um, but where you make a conscientious decision of, okay, it's time to be a mother. Um, I figured myself out or, you know, I think I figured myself out. You know, now I want to get married and be a mother. I think you tend to... Um, or I personally have experienced that um, women give themselves more permission, you know, to make mistakes here and there. Whereas a teen mom, you are constantly trying to, it feels like fight against the world, you know, because there's so much chatter about, Oh my God, you know, did you hear how old she is? Oh really? That's, that's your child. How old are you? You know? And I think when you pay attention to all of that chatter for me personally, it made me feel like I had to have it all figured out. I wanted to show everyone, look, I can do this. I'm trying to be perfect. Where and and I and I was doing that with my son. I think I was putting that pressure on him too. Um, like, okay, we have to do this because we're gonna, you know, show the world that we right. can do it. Mm -hmm. You know, so fast forward to now, I had to give myself permission to just say, I'm not perfect. I'm not perfect. I am, you know, I am going through a transition myself. I am accepting that you are no longer my little boy. And that is difficult for me because I have to be okay with the decisions that I didn't make and the decisions that I did. And as now a mature woman, I mean, I still have a lot of learning to do, a lot of, you know, growing to do, but as a mature woman, I'm no longer 14, 15 years old. Um, now I am in my 30s, you know, trying to um, give myself permission to say, I'm not perfect. I don't have all of the answers. I have to trust that my son will allow himself to detach from his story of, okay, I had a teen mom, my biological father wasn't around, you know, so it's, it's more so uh, allowing him to see my imperfections and, you know, showing him that, that love and support that he needs to understand he doesn't need to have it all figured out. He doesn't need to be perfect. Um, you know, I, I think that a lot of the times, you know, our children, um, especially, you know, when, when they see that maybe um, a parent isn't around or when they see their mom, you know, trying 
so hard to get by. They feel like they have to parent us or they have to take care of us. So I had to make sure that I, I shared with him, look, you know, you have a friend in me, a mother in me, but you don't have to take care of me. And now I have to trust that you will take care of yourself. You know, that, that I, I have to, I have to tell myself I did everything I could with what I had, with what I knew at the time. And now I have to trust that now having a 19 year old son, I can more so um, have that relationship with him that is more raw, real, honest, um, and that allows him to see that. Because if if I'm telling him, hey, you have to go out there, you know, and be the best you can, be authentic, but he sees that his mother isn't showing him that, you know, I, I think that's where my mindset shifted as well, is that um, I can, he's a young adult now. I, I can share my struggles with him to teach him, um, by example, you know, because I also tell him, look, um, I, I need you to understand. And I want you to understand that, um, the, the best part of being a young adult is also knowing that you now could spread your wings, you know, and find your, your own path. And whatever I taught you, if something didn't serve you, leave it here at home and take the rest with you. I'm not going to feel offended. I, I want you, mothers want their children or parents want their children to really live their best life. Personally, for me, it's even if it doesn't look like what I, I envisioned it to be, I just want him to, um, you know, live his best life, not according to, to my standards. So I think that's the difference between raising a little boy to now raising a young man is that as children, we are teaching our, uh, our children, you know, right from wrong. Um, oh, don't touch that because that may hurt you. Go wash your hands before dinner. You know, it's all those little things, you know, that, that do translate into the bigger picture. But now raising a young adult, you have to, as a mother, give yourself permission to say, okay, well, I did my best. And now I trust you to do your best. So that's, that's been the challenging part. But at the same time, it's also, um, it allows me to say, okay, now it's time for, for me to really, uh, you know, figure myself out because I personally have a little girl now, you know, so that dynamic is different because it's, it's it, well, for me, it's been so different to raise my little girl at this age versus raising my little boy as a young mother. And I think that is the message that I want to give teen moms is that um, I know that it's difficult to make decisions when you are trying to figure out right from wrong. Uh, personally, you know, I, I wish I had more mentorship and guidance, but I, I am a big ad advocate for young mothers to look for that person or be open to say, I'm not perfect. I don't know it all. I need help trying to figure it all out by yourself and not admitting when you need help.
So I think to me personally, it's very, very important that we are open to finding that guidance and that mentorship to help us not lose ourselves, you know, to, to be okay with saying, okay, I, I, I made this decision. And now from that decision, I created a life, but I don't have it figured out yet. I don't have it figured out. And I myself am learning and growing and it's okay to ask for help. Everything you said was just wonderful and beautifully put. Thank um, you. Number one, and just breaking it down the process of what does happen from moving from one identity to the next one and growing with your children. And again, this can be applied. Um, this isn't just, obviously this serves young teen moms, and but I also think that this serves everyone who is going through a transition stage where you are letting your old identity um, where you put yourself in a box and also understanding that that identity at the time served you, right? As a teen yeah. mom, feeling that you needed to have it all figured out in one way or another, like kind of pushed you and kept you passionate and driven to keep moving, right? Because Absolutely. At the time, we didn't know how to even, I mean, I don't know how you feel about it, but for me, and I think it's, it's a, it's a woman of color. It is a woman thing. It is a woman of color thing. Like, you're on your own, it's you against the world, you know, and, and you have to figure it out because maybe you come from a space or trauma where you're always figuring it out on your own anyway. So there's yeah. kind of another layer of level of I'm, I'm having to figure it out. Now, for me or for you, like, let's take us back when we were teen mothers, right? Let's put ourselves in that space and even bring people to come with us um, who are struggling now, regardless of your age, if you grew up and you thought that you had to figure everything out and vulnerability was like, huh, yeah, right, right. That's not what I do. I don't, I'm not vulnerable. That's just not. And, you know, even, and I talked to someone else about this. We're not even vulnerable with ourselves. We don't even allow ourselves to cry and to feel the feelings and to like really say, Hey, I'm hurting. I'm in pain. I'm alone. So exactly. how are you going to be able to do it with someone else? Exactly. So, if we took it back to that place and say we're looking at these, you know, and I say little girls because it's it's sometimes I still feel like a little girl. <laughs> I don't know. Um, and say to those, you know, young women, like, because I would say when you're in that space of, of just trying to figure it out, thinking that you can do it all yourself and that you, you have to have it all figured out, you're not even in a space to be open for advice sometimes, right? You're very defensive. Right. Um, you're very defensive. You, you, again, you don't know how to ask for help. You don't know how to be vulnerable. Like, what would be your advice to someone that is in that space, right? About being vulnerable and about asking for help. Like, what are the benefits? What would you say to that young woman struggling in, in that point about being vulnerable, the benefits of being vulnerable and the benefits of asking for, for help or even be willing to be given the help? I would ask them to, now this question is for a teen mother, right? Or just- Or someone- Mother in general. <laughs> Well, you know, and, I, and I'm even looking at it because we, we all go through this transition, you know, doing, during my research of looking what transition is, it brings up all our stuff, right? It's right. We, we all go through transition 
in our lives from the first one where we recognize that we are no longer children we're not no longer viewing things in a childlike way right we're not right. um like oh okay this is what it is right right and the way we deal with that first transition is the way we deal with it all the time so every time a transition comes up we deal with it the same way either we did it head on and we dealt with them or we ran away from it we wanted nothing to do with it and we continue to deal with it that way it, it further like brings up all our stuff comes an accumulation of every time you have transition and there's a question there's trauma there's a death there's something is changing it's it comes up for you again and how do we just have the tools had the support been vulnerable enough right but if we don't know those lessons we don't know how to ask for help we don't you know we and we sometimes people want to help but we don't even know how to accept it so speaking in that moment yes let's um take it back and imagine ourselves as that young woman but i'm saying it also serves other people what would you say to that young woman about accepting help being vulnerable and opening herself up to even for support for asking for support um i think that the the difference that it's made for me per personally to have a mentor and community is the fact that no one's perfect it's impossible for us to know all of the answers and i truly believe that when that's why number one i love podcasts because you <laughs> If you're uncom uncomfortable with approaching someone and saying, I need help, right? Because um, like you said, in, in our community, women of, of color were taught, you should be strong. You should have it, you know, you should have it all together. Our mothers, grandmothers, look at everything that they went through by themselves at times, raising, you know, five to 12 kids. <laughs> So we're thinking, well, if they could do it, then what is my problem? I should be able to do it. And there's no reason why I should ask for help. But these are different times. These are different times. And we have to give ourselves permission to say, you know what? I, there's no way that I can in a healthy manner, manage everything that I'm supposed to manage nowadays. I think that's why a lot of women are experiencing anxiety, depression, um, because they, you know, we feel like we should be able to do it all by ourselves. And that is not true. That, that is, you know, the, um, that is furthest from our truth. You know, the, the, the statement, it takes a village. And I talked about this this past weekend. It takes a village. There's a reason for that statement. We were never, we were never meant to do things alone. We were meant to do things in community. We were, you know, meant to know our neighbor. We were meant to offer that helping hand. I mean, we have, we have detached ourselves so much from that community that most of us feel like there's something wrong with us if we go and ask for help. But personally, I think back, and this is a message to, uh, well, not only young mothers, but all mothers. I, I think, you know, now that I've been going to more workshops and, you know, I'm able to listen to podcasts and connect with other women, I think, wow, what 
what it would, and I know that they say you shouldn't ever go back and think about what, what would have been. Um, but let's be honest, we all have that, um, that thought from time to time. And, and that's been my thought. Um, you know, what it would have been if I would have had the resources that I have now to ask for help. You know, the, the difference that it would have made in my son's life, the difference that it's making in my daughter's life now, in my partner's life, where, you know, I, I couldn't, um, he, I know I'm going a little off subject, but, you know, he's the business owner and just asking for that help myself has allowed me to even understand his position um, as a father, as a business owner, um, my son as a young man now. But I, I, do, I do think that we need to be more open to asking for help because it's not just for us. You know, I, I think it's more of a selfish act to not ask for that necessary help that we know we need. Um, it's, and I'm saying it's a selfish act because we are, it's, um, you know, we're not serving ourselves, our families, our friends, our community the best way we can when we close ourselves off and say, oh, no, 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 no. That's, I, I don't want to ask for help because then what is that person going to think of me? Or, you know, maybe I, you know, I don't want to let that, that guard down or that wall down because I, I want to project as if I have it all figured out. But I think that alone for me was a selfish act um, to not be able to ask for help because I felt like I needed to have it all figured out my, myself. I mean, I think that's where the transition that I've been going through um, has been a lot, it has felt a lot lighter. Um, it has, it has really been so, um, I, I know the word en enlightenment and enlightening is being thrown around a lot, but truly for me, that's, that is what has helped me um, shed light to a lot of things that felt scary that felt um, to the unknown, you know, because what I also say is that um, no matter how positive change is in our lives, it's still change. We're still going to feel scared. We're still going to doubt ourselves because it's change. So why not, you know, be open in asking questions to those who maybe have been through that transition, who, you know, you maybe look up to and say, okay, None of us have it all figured out, but there are people who are there to be that, that uh, guiding light for us. So I think, um, you know, just to, to be very clear, I think we're, um, we're, doing, we're doing more for, our fam for ourselves, family, friends, uh, community, when we ask for help. help. And it's um, an injustice to all of us to be so closed off and disconnected to that community um, because I think we, we do show, show up better and I've seen it. I think that's why I wanted to create a space where, um, you know, we continued the, um, the community-based workshops and retreats because I've seen it um, happen, you know, since I be became part of this 
community that people came in feeling so alone and lost. And then they hear another person, you know, talk about their story and they go, oh, wait, I am feeling like that or I went through that. And then they connect and they allow each other to open up about their, their struggles. But now they have an example of what to do and not to do. But I personally think that um, it's an injustice when, um, when we don't ask for the help that we know we need. So talk about your business and how, you have taken all that you have learned, your wisdom, now being, like you said, more mature, right? And your understanding for yourself and how to raise your kids and how to transition through all that. Talk to us about how that has now worked out for you when it comes to your business and how you use those skills to now have a business and even in your pursuit of clients, right? Because it's not a business until you have clients and you're bringing money. Right. 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 It's also something I want to focus on. It's great to have a dream and, and, and to have this business, but also having the kind of clients that you want. So it is a sustainable business. Exactly. Um, well, for me personally, the, the experience that I've had with the wrong type of um, coaching, whether it is, you know, from a careless doctor um, a nurse who's burnt out, <laughs> um, you know, um, health coaches who actually only focus on the monetary value of their, their trade. Um, I think for me seeing all of that and actually experiencing it myself, because, you know, I've reached out to people who I felt, you know, okay, well, let me, ask for help, right? Um, I'm big on that. So um, just seeing the response, the careless response that I would get from some people, because that's another thing. I mean, piggybacking off of my, my last comment um, that you should ask for help. Um, also, when you put yourself out there, not everyone's going to resonate with you. Not, not everyone, you know, is going to be as welcoming as maybe you expected them to be. Um, because I personally experienced that. I made it a point, you know, since my um, son was going through his own transition um, that I no longer wanted to do it by myself. Um, that I no longer had all of the questions. Well, I never did, but I thought I did. <laughs> um, so that really allowed me to say, okay, if I'm going to coach, if I'm going to run this business, I want to make sure that my clients know, look, I am here to help you. Yes. But number one, I'm not going to do everything for you. You are responsible for your own actions you are responsible because I, I can coach you. I, I do a, a lot of um, Skype coaching calls and, and I say, you know, once we, once we shut this call off, you have every right to do whatever it is that you need to do that you want to do. Um, I'm here to guide you and to facilitate those changes. But at the end of the day, we all have a choice. Um, so I think for me, uh, just knowing that, um, not everyone out there is really, um, 
you know, we all get burnt out. I, I understand. And we all go through challenging situations, which, you know, becomes challenging to do what, you know, we vowed to do, you know, whether it be in the medical field, um, through coaching, um, mentoring. So we don't, I understand that no one's perfect, but I think, um, for me, it just allowed to get that help in coaching myself. It allowed me to see that, okay, you know, even though, um, people have all of this experience, sometimes they don't show up as their best selves, but that's when we have to be open to saying, well, you know what? Um, I don't have the answer for you right now, but I know someone who does, or let me find out for you and get back to you on that. Right. Uh, that's what's helped me. I mean, working, um, with, you know, doctors who I felt were just in it for the money or working with coaches that I felt were just in it for the money that gave me permission to say, well, you know what? Yes. You know, in order for me to continue doing what I'm doing in a healthy way, because I, myself, you know, I, I go to therapy, you know, I make sure that when I grocery shop that I'm being very conscientious of the type of, of where I'm buying from, what type of foods I'm, I'm buying. So for all of that to happen and for me to show up as my best self, for me to do all of those things of going to workshops, going to retreats to better myself, we have to be realistic. We have to make an income. You know, there, there has to be that income that, that healthy income of where you're not feeling like you're only doing it for that purpose. But in order for us to truly thrive, and I think that our community feels very uncomfortable <laughs> to talk about this subject, but in order for us to thrive in, in that manner, we have to be honest, there has to be income, right? But you have to make sure that the service you are providing is the type of service that people want to pay for. Because if you're just in it to say, you know, be a business owner or say that you run a business, but you are not providing um, the best service possible, then let's face it, maybe you could make money for a little bit, but people are going to catch on. People are going to sense that. People are going to know that. You know, nowadays with social media, with Yelp, people are going to find out very fast that you are only in it for the money. But um, if you know, hey, I am providing the best service possible, no matter what field you're in, um, then I think you, we also need to give ourselves permission to say, you know what, I invested in my education, I invested in tools to bring to my program, so whatever it is that you do to show up as you know, your best self in your business, then of course you have to give yourself permission to say, you know what, I have to charge for this service, right? Because a lot of the times, um, I'm not sure if you've experienced this, but when you are not providing something tangible, you tend to question yourself like, oh, well, I'm not providing, um, you know, uh, an, an object. So I don't know I'm, I'm providing my, my services, my, as far as, you know, your wisdom. So you get confused on, well, how do, how do I charge for that? Because it almost feels like you're selling yourself. 
So for me, it's just accepting that, hey, if you know that you are providing a great service, you know, don't be afraid to charge for it and, and know, know your value. My thought this year has shifted very much so because I've been, you know, doing a lot of things to take care of myself. And I think, well, I mean, how am I going to continue doing that um, if I don't have the income, <laughs> right? So, I, I mean, I hope that answered your question. Yeah. So I think the ultimately what we got out of that is being very clear that there is a balance between providing an income for yourself, but also being able to provide that service and really yeah. realizing what you're in it for. Is it money or is it that you really are trying to serve? And also for our community, especially when we're in the, I guess, like self-help or, or spiritual part of growing self-mastery, uh, because things are not tangible. Sometimes we question, you know, what is the value, but really recognizing that the value is something bigger, right? You are investing in yourself. So definitely right. understanding all of those things. So um, my final question to you would be, with all this that has gone on, you know, the growth with your son, with yourself as a woman, and now as a business owner, what has been like one of your biggest lessons as a, as a business owner and as a mother and even as a woman that you're taking away and that you, you can, I guess, gift to someone else? Yeah, I love that question. Um, moving past fear. Um, someone asked me, well, how do you do that? How do you move past fear? As long as you are not physically harming yourself or others, um, or sometimes it feels that way. Sometimes it feels, fear feels like, you know, you are harming yourself in one way or another. Um, but if you, and, and that's where I think you need to have someone that you truly trust to talk about these things and say them out loud because when you finally say it out loud, you end up realizing, wait, that, that, that's not as bad as I think it is. You know, it's all in our head, <clears throat> excuse me, in our head sometimes. And when you finally can confide in someone and say it out loud, it doesn't feel so scary. But for me personally, um, it has been, moving past my fears and the only way that I'm moving past them is actually showing up and getting through it, not avoiding it, you know, not dismissing it, not distracting myself from that fear by, you know, um, I mean, there's, there's so many things, you know, that distract us nowadays from, from really working on ourselves. So for me, it, it was really just stepping into it and doing it more and more until, you know, I finally felt like, okay, I got through that. What else do I need to get through now? <laughs> you know, it's almost like challenging yourself to get through these things. I mean, even just this, this interview, you know, this is a, I have to say, this is a first for me. And, and I was saying, Oh my God, you know, who do I think I am like coming out and talking about my story, but it's saying, no, you know what? I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. I'm going to try my best. I'm going to, you know, be true to myself, um, you know, to you, Jacqueline. So I think it's just making sure that 
that fear doesn't stop us from knowing the work that we need to do. And, you know, stop, stop distracting ourselves um, from, from what we really want, you know, because that is where the anxiety comes from. That's where the fear comes from is that we know what we want, but we keep putting it off and we keep putting it off. You know, until it becomes unbearable. So, um, yeah, that that would be my biggest lesson this year is um, just moving past past that fear. Love it. Now, tell me how we can help you, help support you, and then let everyone know where we can find you. Awesome. Well, let's see. How can you all support me? <laughs> um, well, I, we are, um, I am joining forces. My, my business is Pura Holistic Wellness. Um, it's actually Pura Holistic Wellness. And that came from, you know, just thinking about how we feel as a child, our purest, authentic self, where we are, you know, happy, we don't care what anyone thinks, we just want to play and feel good. And, you know, um, just, we're, we're so curious, you know, as, as a child, as our pure self. And um, that is the whole uh, mission behind Buddha Holistic Wellness. Um, so you can find me at nutrition underscore Jessica G underscore. Um, and look out for the workshops that are coming up. We just hosted an amazing retreat that I can't even believe, um, you know, we, we were able to plan in a matter of two months, but we did it with so much good intention and, you know, so much love that, um, I think that's why we had the outcome that we did. So, we're definitely continuing with the retreats. Um, we're probably going to host the next one in six months. Um, but yeah, you'll find all my information on um, nutrition underscore Jessica G underscore. Um, I also have a website, ocnutritionist.com. My email, nutritionjessicag at gmail.com. Thank you so much for listening, guys. Make sure to follow Jessica over on Instagram. All the links will be in the show notes. To continue the conversation, make sure and head over to Instagrams at Amigapreneur and tell us your takeaways from the interview or just to say hi. We actually can't wait to meet you.